Hello and welcome back to the Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. We've had a few glasses of wine already tonight, so we're well on our way um, with some fun topics. And I have one that I know the Duchess is going to love, but she has no idea what it's about. Well, we'll see about that, but there has been some serious royalty this week. So we are going to get right into that. Royal tea. Tea. You said this to me earlier and I was like, this this thing about tea. Yeah. It's like one of the, those pieces like, oh, s- s- um, slip the tea? Spill the tea. No, it's like, it. I feel like it's a proper British way to say gossip, right? Like the royal gossip. Yeah, it's a proper British way that's come out of Americans in the last six months. Of, yeah. Oh, well, spill the tea. Well, we are American and British here, so royalty, I think it's a good uh, combo. Um, this is episode nine. Yeah? Wow. So if this is your first time listening... Uh, we are a, a husband and wife combo. Um, this is the Duchess's passion. She loves the royal family. And, and I am British and I'm starting to gain appreciation for the royal family. And I bloody enjoy doing Friday nights uh, podcasts with my wife and <laughs> drinking vino. Um, so, to, uh, so okay, so usually the, our format is... Uh, we have a royal cocktail trivia, um, the royals out and about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Royal day in history, and, and then, then our topic of the week, and then the topic of the week by the Baron. So um, let's do cocktails. Yeah. So this cocktail. Mm-hmm. Wait. Do I need to shout out where you can find us? If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, um, we are at Dutch and Baron, D-U-C-H and Baron. Um, we are on both of those or Dutch and Baron at gmail.com. And we're also on Substack. So you can find us on all of those, which has all of our content there. What, um, what's our MySpace tag? Probably Dutch and Baron as well. <laughs> <laughs> Top eight friends. There you go. Is William and Kate in that? Or is wait, 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 wait. Is Harry and Meghan in your top eight friends? Uh, Maybe wait. Harry and Meghan were. Maybe back in MySpace days. And they may be suing us that they're no longer. Maybe in our top not eight. in Facebook days. Um but yeah, so we are gonna get into our royal cocktail, which we've done before, but I think since the Baron has kind of learned more about the Royals, I hope appreciated more of the Royals. Maybe he's changed his mind a little bit. So yeah, well, no, I, I was for, for this individual. I actually gave a, a pretty good cocktail slash drink, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I have noticed something, Duchess, that when you have drunk a little more, you sound very southern, which I don't mind. I, I remember I'm when not we, southern. I remember when we first started dating, though, that I was like that the Georgia. Came out in you, and you're not even from Georgia. I'm not from Georgia. I'm from probably the opposite side of the state. States. State. Well, opposite side of the state of Georgia. Oh, whatever. Anyway. But but you know, the thing is, Georgia is actually connected to royalty. Oh, goody. But you know how? How so? King George. Oh. Georgia. Nice. That's where it comes from. Classic. 
Great. <laughs> All right, come on then. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, as I've said before, we have done this royal, but it was our very first week, and we did a lot in that week. And I think we've learned some, maybe just shifted our view. So, for and we have not done a trivia on this particular individual. So, this week is on Prince William. I... Would love if we had a little clap, but it's okay. <laughs> that is... Wrong button. Wait. Cancel. Cancel. Uh, nope, wrong button. <laughs> Distraction right there. <laughs> nope, wrong button. We'll get there. It's okay. Crickets. Um. <laughs> so I, I, I replaced it's the clap button. Um. It's okay. Um... So, Baron, what would you identify um, Prince William as if you were a cocktail? So, I think last time I did uh, a nice, fine red wine, which was a Chateau Neuf de Pop. Uh, and you're like, how is he a fine red wine? He's not old. But I, think, I don't think I said that. But okay. You know I can actually go back into Spotify yeah, and find it and quote you. I can also go back <laughs> in these uh, Apple pages and quote you as well. So. Okay, well this is going to be interesting. So yeah. as I as I continue just to, um, what's the word, where you uh, just try and talk whilst you're trying to find something out. The reason I gave was that even though he's not particularly old, he is quite smooth talking, he is well-aged, he has wisdom beyond his years, which makes him a fine French red wine, which is a Chateau Neuf de Pape. And what did the notes say, Duchess? Sure. <laughs> oui! <laughs> um, yeah, so I changed mine a little bit. I know I gave him an aviation cocktail, because which I thought was a very good choice. No, I thought it was a good choice, but I don't know. It's night, and maybe it's just a night. Um, I gave him a little whiskey sour. Whiskey sour for somebody else? Maybe. What is a whiskey sour? Um, it's a little whiskey and a little sour. sweet and sour. No, I think um he represents his grandfather. Prince Philip, who I thought is a very fine whiskey. Yep. Um, no, I mean, I Baby think... Baby whiskey. What? Baby whiskey. Prince William? Yeah. If, 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 if uh, Prince Philip's a, a, a whiskey, then he's baby whiskey. Yeah, so I think he definitely represents the whiskey, like, traditional and respectable and... I don't know, just a very sincere. Okay. <laughs> well, I have shot enough to pop and you have uh, a whiskey sour now. Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I will, I will explain why. So whiskey, traditional, um, straightforward, uh, very. Yeah, traditional, straightforward whiskey, but the sour comes from, I think he does really, so with his family, he's really come forward to, you don't see a lot of his children 
Like, you only see his children when him and Catherine want you to, right? But the sour, isn't sour usually a dysphemism? Isn't it usually like a negative connotation with the word sour? I'm not sour? saying it's negative. I'm saying the sourness comes out for his family, right? You only see his children when he wants you to see his children. And that's where that sourness comes out, I think. When you I- say that's whiskey sweet? Because it's sweet of him to to protect his children rather than sour. It is sweet of him, but I'm saying it's sour because you can't always see his children. Like, he only wants you to see his children when he he really wants you to, which I think is the opposite of maybe what him and Harry went through. Okay. Well, I I, I see what you're saying. So, So that's what I'm saying. It's changed my perspective. I think he's whiskey. He's traditional. He's what people want to see in a king, right? Mm. Um. But he's sour in a sense of, like, he will protect his family, and you only see... So you're saying sour against the public? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. I see how you're, you're phrasing this, or how your your angle is. Uh, I may call it um, him a whiskey sweet, then. Okay. All right. There we go. So, um, historically, if the cocktail is the individual, it's usually the trivia. So do you have trivia? Yes. So... Wait, didn't I say... That if every trivia we would do a royal game show song. What is William then? Wait, no, it's just a royal game show song. I've just got to choose it. You ready? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to pause to bring it up. Okay, got it. Okay, you ready for the royal theme and trivia music? Yes. Do you have the strength, the power of the gladiators? Why are you not more impressed by that? I am very impressed. So, do you have the will, the strength of the royal trivia? Yes. (laughs) Wow. So, that was uh, Gladiators. You had it in the US as well. Um, But I was uh, very uh, into the the Gladiators TV show back in the 90s in the UK. Great show. So why was that Prince William's song? No, it's just royal trivia. I, I said like, I'm going oh, to do like a okay. really punchy trivia song. Nice, every, yeah. It's not going to do William. It's a gladiators. Oh. He he will have appreciated that though. Yeah. Well, shout out to Prince William. I hope you're listening to this, and this is dedicated to you. All right, hit me with number one. <laughs> Am I going to need clues for this? Um, maybe. Let's see. Um, You'd be a lucky duck if that's the song that plays us out. Um, okay. What? Okay. Upon his birth, what did Prince William become the first heir to the British throne to be born in where? Like, upon his birth, what was he the first? Direct air. Or was he born that it was the first of? 
It's an interesting question because I don't really understand what you're asking. Um, uh, where, where was he born? So he was the first direct heir to the British throne to be born in this place. And it's a very generic place. It's not like a, a location. Good job! <laughs> so Prince William became the first heir, first direct heir to the British throne to be born in a hospital. So good job, Baron. Points. 1.33%. So... Harry Potter and Prince William have a personal connection. What is it? That, that's still not personal. Like, so we're not talking Daniel Radcliffe. We're talking about the fictional. Yes. Yes. So we're talking about Prince to Harry Potter character. His brother has the same first name as Harry Potter. That is very close, but not quite. Really? <laughs> no, it's not. Is, is that my actually close to that? No. That was a no, right. <laughs> no not, not close at all, but Prince William and Harry Potter have a connection. Um, can you not give me something? It has to do with a golf club. Huh. Yes. St. Andrews? No. Oh. I can just tell oh, you. Oh, fine, tell me. Okay, so um, in 1991, the prince was hit in the forehead with a golf club by a classmate. The accident left him with a lightning bolt-shaped scar, just like Harry Potter. Bullshit. Excuse <laughs> me. I have never seen a lightning bolt Scar on Prince William. Wait, are you saying that Prince William has a lightning bolt yes. scar on his forehead? Yes, well, look very hard at his forehead. Okay, so this is kind of a juxtaposition. Oh, we're just moving on from that. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Um, William is part of the X percent X. This is what you have to guess. William is part of the X percent of the world's population with a dominant blank hand. Hand? Yes. Oh, right. No. So William is part of the 10 percent. You said dominant hand. Yes. William is part of the 10 percent oh, of the world. Oh, did you say 10 percent? Of, no, I didn't. I said X percent, which you were supposed to guess. But you said dominant. Yes. Wait, was that, am I am, am I guessing the percent or the hand? Both, but it's okay. Wait, wait, wait! But you said dominant. Yes, I said but a dominant. The left isn't dominant. No, I said a dominant X hand, and you said right hand. So William is part of the ten percent of the world. Through a microphone right now. <sighs> <laughs> Okay, William is part of the 10% of the world's population with a dominant left hand. So, he's left-handed, but he learned to play polo with his right hand. Well, good for him. I'm glad he, he, he was able to do that. Good questions. Good questions. Well, what percentage did you get? Um, I guess 30. I started off strong, 33. The, number two, I think, is absolute BS. Uh, if thunder, he has a thunderbolt. <laughs> 
I don't know if it's on his forehead, but it's relatable. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so we have events. Okay, so we got a lot, everyone, today. We got the Royal Day in History, which has a lot in it, and we have events today. So, Baron, what do we want to go through first? Dealer's choice. Where do you want to start? Uh, I'll say let's do the Royal Day in History. Okay. Because there's just a lot of royalty today. Um, okay, so the Royal Day in History, this is going to, I don't think we're going to get really into very specifics of these. Maybe we will. I just want to kind of, kind of go over more of an overview. Um, so what? We're in the beginning of March. Is this usually a time for the royals to go on royal visits? Do you know? I have no idea. Well, oh. So very deep. Um, well, our royal events of the day is all basically royal visits. So the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, which we know at the time and now, is Kate and William. They visited Ireland in 2020. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were in Jamaica in 2017. Prince Di- Princess Diana was in Nepal in 1993. A very good year. And the Queen was in San Francisco in 1983. So, Baron, which one would you like to just dig into more? Because they were all on these royal visits at this time. There, And I think this is just a time where people are on royal visits. I mean, last week, the Countess and Earl of Wessex were in the Caribbean. So, which one would you love to dig into more and learn more about? So... Um, the date today is, we didn't say. We, it is March 3rd, 2023. So, US, why do you think this is a popular date? Yeah. Low airfares. Yes. Okay. Because it's not the summer. It's not Easter break. It's not even spring break. It's about to be spring break in the exactly. US. You get in there before the airfares go up. Okay, well, that is why the royals are on their royal visits. Okay, done. What's next? <laughs> no, which one would um, you love to dig into more? Well, I mean, there's a lot. I'm guessing you have a... Do you, have you got research in every single, excuse me, every single one of them? No, I, I, I have it all up here. So we are kind of going to dive uh, I'd like into... i to do which Nepal. Nepal. Uh, Nepal Prin- for, for 10 points, please. Princess Diana in Nepal in 1993. Do you know why 1993 is a good year? Um, I guess the the Berlin Wall came down in eighty six. Okay. So that was six ha, years ha, after. Ha. Yes, I know it, it was when you were born. Yes. You are old as shit. Yeah, I mean it's twenty twenty three. Basically, old people. So I'm gonna dive right into it. The princess, the Diana, the Princess of Wales at the time, embarked on an official visit to Nepal on this date in nineteen ninety three which was her first official visit following the announcement of her separation from the Prince of Wales a few months earlier. So if um, the Baron, I'm going to show him right now, if he would like to see some images. She is wearing a beautiful green little sun ensemble. But oh, it's so she was top. with the Red Cross. Yep. So she, oh, I love her purse. 
Very is it, nice. Is it, um, what is that? Is it a I don't know. Lululemon post? <laughs> I don't think Lululemon was around then. But she is wearing like a very nice green What did you say? Em- emerald green? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so this was her first. This was her official visit to Nepal um, following her f- official f- visit. Following the announcement of her separation from the Prince of Wales a few months earlier. So, you're 1993. That is crazy. And if we look, like, she's just smiling in every picture. Oh, so, so, so she's doing something for Red Cross that there must have been, like, a humanitarian aspect yeah. of it. Does it say what it was? I can find out. I mean, we know she did lots of humanitarian work. Um, so, we can find out more. Specifically, seemed like, oh, so during her four-day official visit with the British Red Cross. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so many pictures of here. She's wearing green on her first day. There's some blue. She always did very good, big humanitarian efforts. Um, And if you want to visit Royal Watcher blog, that's where we're getting our data on these royal events. Um, but this will go through each day that she was there, pictures, images, and everything like that. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good one. Did you want to go for another one? No, no. I just wanted to go through yeah, whichever that. one that you wanted to go through. Um, We have a lot of other kind of events, I think, to go through, so... Well, we can do that, but I, I didn't want to just touch on this, because I, I keep on thinking back to um, when you said it was the, it was the first trip post... Yeah. The announcement of this? Announcement, yep. Announcement of their divorce. So I keep, I keep on thinking about this. Oh, wait, no. Separation, Whatever in love means. Well, he said that at their engagement. That's what I mean. Like, it comes back to that. I, I still... That was the first time that I, I actually remember. It was the last episode, and we were talking about it. And imagine... <laughs> so, you're getting engaged. You're so pumped. And some sister said, so you're in Yeah, love. and she was just so young, and I think she was so excited. And he was obviously a lot older than her. But then that's what your fiancé said. I mean, you know... Yeah, it's. Do you think you'd have said that if it was marrying Camilla first off? What in love means? I don't know. I mean, you know, I I think there's a lot of controversy, and I think him and Camilla knew each other obviously a while. But what? And and I think he does truly love Camilla and everything like that. But I don't know. I. Sorry, I, I completely went on a different tangent. You we weren't did. expecting this. We did. But I, I just think it's still ridiculous. I, I, no. I, I've been thinking about this week when we played. I said, like, whatever love means. She's she's really young. Yeah. And well, no, she didn't say that. No, I know. But I think I think the whimsical aspect of it and the princess aspect, you can get very swept up very easily. Yeah. Well, you did make a point, was it? They met 13 times prior to that. 
Yes. Yep. Prior to they got married. But I would like to come back to if he would have said that to Camilla. I mean, I think they do have a true love, but I think it's age maturity and there's a lot of things that go into it. Mm. Um, yeah. He may have gone, uh, was a uh, rumor Juliet in love. <laughs> and this is the thing, you know, like, um, with Charles and I don't want to ever bring it back to like, the past and things like that. The past is coming back kind of to haunt him with all these things. But, you know, there are a lot of rumors slash statements that say he was a bit childish, especially about him wanting to come to the throne and all of those things. And I think this is kind of one of those elements, but we don't truly know. Okay. All right, sorry about that. That was my bad. Um, I, I went off on a tangent with that one. So you're talking about spilling royalty. Yes. What, what have so you got for me? So I'm not going to quite spill the royalty yet. So we're going to go over a couple events, um, which are more, yeah, which are very topical. And then I'm going to go into the royalty of, of course, the Sussexes. Because what other tea with you? Well, the Sussexes and the Yorks. Because what other tea do you have, really, besides them? Yorkshire tea. Okay. Is that, was that, your refer- is that what you're referring to, Yorkshire tea? No, not quite. Um, okay. Okay, so for the Wales, they are the Prince and Princess of Wales. They have had a lot of events this last week. We saw them at the Six Nations rugby game. They're at- <laughs> when you say we saw them, you mean we saw them on television. <laughs> we, we didn't no, see no, them. No, we were live. right next to them. Excuse <laughs> me. No, obviously we saw them on television. We do not live in the UK or Wales. Or well, Yeah, I we do not live in the UK. We live in the US. Um, we saw them on television. Saw them on the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think? So, as we know, um, Kate was rooting for England because she is patron of the English Football Union, English Football League. Rugby Union. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Rugby Football Union. But yep. yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And then we know that um, William is patron of the Welsh Football Union. So he was going for Wales. Um, what do you think? Because you're the big sports fan. Who won the game? England. Oh, do you remember what the score was average-ish? No, I'm not going to say. Okay. It was a comfortable win. Um, oh, okay. So obviously the Baron is going for English. In what world would I not? Are you English? Yes. <laughs> um, so How do you think question? that drive would have been at home? The drive? The helicopter ride? Oh, back to... Because it was in Cardiff. Yes. So back to the palace, whichever one they have. What, what did you think about the game, Catherine? Well, I thought it was okay, bloody yeah. lovely to see England. If we would have been like, if that would have been me and you, I would have given given you oh. so much shit. But I know I'm not royalty. Excuse me. And we'd have not been in a helicopter. <laughs> Never know. Um, 
Yeah, oh, no. What do you think of the game? We, we're not going to talk about it very long, but what do you think of the game? I was happy. Uh, well, because England won? Yeah, I, I think the, the Wales uh, team's in a bit of a shambles at the moment, like rugby. Why? They've, they've had a lot of uh, internal issues with pay. Um, they've had a new coach. Well, the Welsh are usually a very, very strong team. They've got some really good players, and I think there's just too many off the field issues that have basically just ruined their um, the, the championship. So um, it's a shame. I mean, this isn't the best English side. So I mean, we lost against a, a decent Scotland team that lost against France. So ultimately, it's going to be France or Ireland that take the Six Nations, and I personally hope it's France Ireland. or Ireland. Yeah, that will be. Why the, not? Because they go for the Grand Slam. Like basically, it, though, France and Ireland are the last undefeated teams in the championship. So I'm hoping um, Ireland wins. Yeah. Well, I'm going to show, and I know you can't hear this right now, but there are some footage um, oh, before of Kate and William meeting some of the members, some of their kids, which is just really sweet before the game. And I don't know. They all yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think just and just then obviously them during the game. So there is a photo which I'm showing the Baron right now, and I know you can't see, but they are singing the Welsh national anthem, obviously as the Prince and Princess of Wales. Um, but no, it's just really. Well, it's you know what? It's it is a bloody fun event because rugby players are usually a lot of fun. They're usually light-hearted. Imagine, okay, so I'm going to give you an analogy here, and this is what I think it is to be William and how you'd fare of it. So in a fictitious world, uh-huh. we are king and queen of North America. So we have Mexico, the United States, and Canada. And I am, sorry, the, 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 the patron of American football for the U.S., and you are the patron of American football for Canada. And it's a US versus Canada. You're American, but you have to root for Canada. How does that make you feel? Go. Amazing. So you'd be happy to root for Canada being born an American. And you'd sing the Canadian national anthem. But it's the United Kingdom. It's different. No, 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 no. This, this world is just the same. We are the King and Queen of North America. Long live the... <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's the United Kingdom, right? It's, yeah, it but you're born in, But he's so born in England. He's English, he's not Welsh. But he's the Prince of Wales. No, no, I get that part. Then... then. But he's been supporting England Then don't you think it comes to the point, then why, why is he the Prince of Wales? It's history, it's just... Uh, yeah, but if he's not bullshit go- lineage, no? well then, then someone from Wales should be the Prince of Wales. Exactly. So is that what you think? I'm American. <laughs> What's I'm American, so I don't. No, but no. So I know I'm no. I'm being. Um, well, no. I mean, no. But no, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to show been, you that's 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 a position that he no, was in, right? You there has I mean? been so much controversy about this role, right? Um, and I think, as the Baron thinks, the uh, the crown is truth, um, and that's what the Baron thinks. 
Um, <laughs> but in the crown, they show Charles going to Wales and learning the language and going to that school because. Do you, okay, I'd give. I'll give you ten dollars on Venmo right now if you remember what the school is called. I do not remember what the school is called because I do not think the crown is truth. <laughs> no, but no, it, it was true where he went. Yes, I know. I, I, I don't remember it, but I thought it was a very monumental it was part a, I really of the series. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think in the U.S., which is obviously where I'm from and, and, and all I know, I, I see both sides. I, I see the side of like the Welsh. I definitely see that. Oh, yes, because I don't know. Like, if I want someone representing me and being my king, I want them to know my culture and I want them to know even my language. Like, like base minimum, know my language. Well, Ryan Reynolds and um, Rob McCalney did an absolute episode on the same type of thing. Yeah, so... And I'm not joking. I think I think it's right. I think you have yeah, to do it. If so, you've got a business, if you've got some uh, interest in that uh, operation, then you should... It, it is interesting, though, because I think he has grown up being a, an avid England rugby fan. And imagine, okay, this is the best and example. And he's gotten a lot of backlash about, you know, whether it's football, a.k.a. soccer, or mm. rugby, supporting that team. I think, what, what, what was it the World Cup? The World Cup, England versus Wales. He it's got Prince of so Wales, much flack when he first got, and that was the first time that he... Had officially, quote unquote, had that title. Um, but I don't, I, yeah, I mean, if you grow up, I mean, yeah, it's understandable. It's tough. He, he, he's grown up that way. Um, so I'm going to have a question for you because I'm trying to put it in a position for where I think this is an odd situation for him well, to be. But I'm trying to put it into your shoes. So I have two perspectives of it. One, you have, um, <laughs> A Canadian individual I don't, I, that I, represents the US. I don't think we should maybe do it with Canada. No, but, but that's the closest thing that we have. Yeah. So imagine a Canadian national singing the US national anthem for the head of the NFL. Or the other position is you're an Arizona Cardinals fan and then all of a sudden, even though you support the four years, you now have to support LA Rams. Yeah, it, I mean, that's what I'm I get it's just, it. It's a, I get it. It's strange. I get it, and I would love maybe some people, some some people that are Welsh or live in Wales. I think so. The Baron does have a stepbrother, and his girlfriend is Welsh. I would love to know their we opinion should. about them. You know and what? It's a shame she's not coming over. Maybe we'll ask my brother to see what. What she thinks. Exactly. Like bring a Welsh perspective because I would love to know more about that. Because I think one of the discussions that myself and the Baron have had recently is like I was trying to make sense of the United Kingdom as far as like, so there's England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Like what are those? Are there like countries? Nobody knows. That make a big <laughs> country, <laughs> you know, because I think I had someone at work that actually asked me that question. And I was like, oh, like, are they separate countries that make a 
nation. Like, sovereignty, how, yeah, yeah like, so how does that all work? And then how does that all work to have a monarchy and things like that? So, um, yeah, it's just something I, I, I think so, we need to talk about. And then you have in your family that we can bring on to the show. So I'm going to wrap this up for, for this piece and in a positive manner. I, all I was saying, it's it's an alien feeling because of he's been such a big England rugby fan and he, they, they both are rugby fans. What I think the good thing is about is it comes to they're both rugby fans and you can see that the pictures that you showed me was how they were interacting with people. It was genuine and like not saying that when they go to um, other sites that they do on the yes. royal visits, they were genuinely... Wanting to just well, know about those. But don't you think it's interesting? So, um, Catherine came to this and they came to this last year as well with George. She's taken over the patronage of the English Football Union and from, it, Harry. It, from Harry. I mean, I don't know, as brothers, I think that could be a really like, I don't know, like Welsh and Eng- I don't know. It'd be cool. It would be a fun it'd little really rivalry, cool. yeah. oh right? It'd be like, so. It'd be so. Good. I don't know. There, I we are about to get into Harry. Oh my god! All right. Well, let's let's There's transition. So let's transition. Stuff. Okay. But I, that, that's the last thing I'd say. It's like you could tell from those pictures that you showed me. Maybe do a post on it uh, on our Instagram. Um, well, there is a post about the the rugby game about but, but all have, the. Have you, no, those pictures that you showed with me, I think, is, is a great way. Just they just love the they game, do. and that's what I'm saying. It's well, like, even though it's weird, they don't really care. They just have fun. No, I mean that's the post that we've had a lot of viewers really like and appreciate, which well, I love. Good, and um, I you know to end with that, we did have some news from the Prince and Princess of Wales. Wait, they wrote to us. I wish. I mean, I mean, I know the royal family does. I don't know if they write to the U.S. It's, it's expensive, but um, yeah, they're, they're strapped for cash. You're right. We're actually gonna get into that. I don't think you know what we're in for. But um, getting back to rugby and a prince and princess of Wales, so they they did kind of give us a little bit of a little tidbit of. Prince George and Prince Charlotte, they're both into rugby, but Prince George has just kind of, I don't know if you say graduated, but they've moved into the contact rugby rather than the... Uh, yeah, like non-contact. Yeah. So, I don't so know. I th- it's called touch. Yeah. So, I think he's about to turn 10 this year. I think he's still nine. Um, but yeah, he's kind of graduated to that. I don't know, which which is stressful. I mean, we're we're parents. I don't know. The barons probably like, yes, go. But but as a no, mom, I, I if remember. I, I remember. If no, I, I saw my little boy like getting tackled, I'd probably want to be well, the, the, the tackle. The, the tackling thing's not the, the worst in when you're playing rugby. When you kind of get into more contact rugby, because when you get tackled, it's usually the momentum of the other individuals taking you down. You going down together. It's not. It's not necessarily a hit. Like Kevin American football, it's more of a, a graduating, taking to the ground, um, and you're always taught how to to tackle safely. What I found when I was about eleven was you're playing, and and George won't have to put up with this, um, but the field. No one's gonna tackle him. No, 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 no. He won't have to put one. We'll tell you about. So in the UK, obviously, we have very cold weather. Not to the point of like the northeast, but the fields will freeze over, 
And if you're playing rugby, you're playing with big uh, studs or cleats. So yeah. the, the, um, yeah. the yeah. turf churns. So it churns like, is, imagine you've, you've dr- driven a tractor through a field. And you've got those big tire divots. Mm-hmm. Well, that's frozen. Yeah. So on those cold days, if you land on it, it's it's it will almost like penetrate your skin. It's that yeah. bad. So that stuff fucking hurts. But I he think- won't have to put up with that. What what happens? What he might have to do is then you realize that you're in a physical game. Is and I think it was about eleven twelve, and you get it's called a um, a face off or not face off a handoff. And basically, imagine you're running against somebody so somebody's coming the rugby ball and they're putting their hand out and you see it in american football but they have helmets imagine somebody running at say 20 miles per hour at you and you're about to tackle them and before you're going down they just put their hand on your face and just move it out of the way i'll punch him well you can't <laughs> but but it's it's honestly i remember the first time it happened to me and i was like in soccer the rugby you played rugby. Yeah, ev- yes. Sorry. Uh, audience, so, I did not know the Baron played rugby. It, rugby's not big in the U. It's football. Like, American football. That's the closest thing that you have. Yeah. That, that's mainstream. I mean, you do have rugby here, but I mean... And it's, it's, what, I mean, there so, is... So that, that's something that he'll experience at that age, like in a year or two, mm-hmm. where it is contact. And yeah, that, that's, so that's what they announce. And, and actually, like, boys grow at different ages. So by the 12, you've got somebody but, that's probably about 180 pounds. But I'm really that. proud that Charlotte's doing rugby as is well. She? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they announced that she's doing it as well. So, like, go to them. Um, so that was like... And, and that's where I think the the passion for the sport really comes out, right? Like you're having your, the future King of England and future princess Royal, as she will be called. Um, and she looks just like Queen Elizabeth. Um, she does. <laughs> you yeah, know, does. like they're both doing rugby and I'm sure Louis is, if he's not already, but um, yeah, so that was, he'll her. be living with Prince Harry. Okay. Oh, well, you know what, Eugenie. Anyways, we're right, gonna okay, get to that. that okay, you know what? I'm not gonna quite get to Harry yet. I know I did say I was. Um. So the next thing we're gonna get to very quickly. So it was World Book Day, I think, yesterday. Um. We don't have that in the U.S. I. I. Yeah, most most of the we probably do, but we probably do, and I don't know. I. I, I, it's not as big of a deal. I don't. Did you see um, what my cousins posted? Her son's going as their daughter. Which cousin? Eve. Oh no, I do not follow her, but I saw your other cousin as Frozen. Was that for World Book Day? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So for World Book Day, it's really weird. So. I don't know. We got this book when we first had our daughter almost three years ago now, probably from one of the Baron's friends oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I wasn't like super into the Royals as oh, I am would. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really weird because like, I think we just like brought the book out and it's actually about Queen Elizabeth and it was a really good book and we read it to her well, they're, yesterday. They're really, popular. they're really popular in the UK, those books. Yeah, it was very... we, have, we have a David Attenborough one as well. Yeah, it was a, oh, we do. Okay, well, we're going to have to read that one. It was very well illustrated and, I don't know, little 
people big world or something like that. Um, I don't know. It was really nice. I, it basically, I enjoyed it. it it rationalizes it for children in terms of um, basically what the, the the scope and the scale of what she had to do as a young lady and her responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what I took from from the story um, and how she did it with Grace and Laura. Yeah, no, it was really nice. So that's what we read for World Book Day yesterday. Um, so I'm going to talk about two more things, and then we're going to get to the royalty. I'm sorry, Barry. Wait, this isn't the royalty? No, not Jeez. yet. Oh, there's so much. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the coronation. Um, there's been rumors that they've asked people like Ed Sheeran and Adele and the Spice Girls, and of like everyone turned it down. But what? then, no, no, but wait. But then Ed Sheeran's people came back and said they weren't even asked. And I know Adele has her big um, tour kind of going on in Las Vegas. So from my perspective, it seems more of like, I don't know, people are just saying this. um, And it's not really true. Because, yeah, especially Ed Sheeran's people came out and literally posted, like, we have not been asked. It has not. No one has said no. So... I don't know. I think it's maybe people trying to bring King Charles image down and stuff and just say, I mean, clickbait. Yeah, exactly. And nobody, but, nobody wants bad PR on either side from this. exactly. But I know people and, are, and also I think, sorry, I didn't mean to go. No, no, no. You're but right. what I was going to say is like, if Adele's got a concert, I'm um, sorry, uh, not a concert, a show in Vegas, which shows in Vegas usually have months, if not years of commitments. Yes. You know, it's very hard to get away from but that. But if it's the King's coronation, then, like, then, then hopefully on, you'd be right? able to. Like, yeah, I think I, America I would understand. I think Las Vegas will understand. Um, I don't know. There, there's been a lot of talk about it. I necessarily don't think it's true just because of well, like. What did the Spice Girls say? Are they still good for it? Oh, it's been <laughs> unconfirmed of the Spice Girls. Oh, I was joking. Is that a. No, no, no. Like, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, there's been like so many reports oh, of like people saying yes or com- no. Yeah. I think it's a lot of like clickbait. Um, and even someone was like, Elton John said no. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, he, he would never say no. Yeah. Well, but didn't he make this song about like Princess Diana and he did. stuff? Yeah, he's, so yeah, I, yeah. So, there. you know, I, I don't know. I think it's just a lot of clickbait personally. Maybe we should make some clickbait on it. What should our story no. be? Um, Adele says, I will not do it if Elton John does it because of his hairline. I mean, bring Britney if you're going to bring Elton John, right? Britney says she's only going to play um, Womanizer <laughs> if she is asked. That is good clickbait. Mm-hmm. Will Womanizer be played at the coronation? Yeah, so there's been, like, a lot. And I don't know. I think, like, I'm only bringing it up because it's, like, ridiculous that it's being even talked about. Like, I think so many things are trying to say, like, oh, people don't think King Charles is, like, whatever to bring all these people into the coronation concert. Like, come on. Not a big enough pull. Is yeah, saying, yeah, right? like people don't respect him enough or like him enough or what, however you want to phrase it. I think it's a bit ridiculous, but. So I think with people saying that they don't want to do Charles, it's probably because they don't have the respect that Elizabeth had generationally 
grown that reputation and respect. So I, I understand that if they're saying that they don't want to do it, but I think with him, how old is he? Seventy three. Yeah. Seventy three. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he doesn't have time to make a, a, a legacy. I think he has in his own way in some parts, and I think it's just not as popular um, publicized as what Elizabeth would be. But I, I do get if it, this was, like you said, you know, if Elizabeth, when she was, what was she, 25 or something, 23, when she got, you're talking about an, a, a grandfather again, like, or a, mm. a young woman. And even if you're just looking at that point, imagine this was, I mean, there is nobody in the royal family that are in the 20s at the moment. Yeah, and this is, I think, where we're going to get into a little bit with the royalty. All right, let's let's go to that then. Let's transition not, to this. Not quite. Okay, okay. No, but this is something I think you'll really enjoy, which is sports. Okay. Oh, okay, so you want to, okay. Fair. We're going to get into F1. Um, we made a recent post this week. So for F1, it's the opening week in Bahrain. 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 Sorry. Um, it's okay when nobody listens to us in Bahrain. <laughs> so as an American, I had no clue about F1 until I met um, the Baron and also the Netflix series. Um, but now I think, I don't know, so, so we're big American football fans. So when American football season ends then f1 comes and and, and watch nice. f1 um so so yeah so it's opening weekend and uh we actually made a little reel about the royals and f1 and i will say i was really surprised about the relationship that f1 and the royals had like i don't know i i i know i know f1 has always had a more I don't know, Baron. What would you call it? A uh, prestigious, prestigious um, uh, attraction. It's status. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, Formula One is, is is known as like the number one, like the the highest level of motorsport. Mm-hmm. So so that's why it does have that prestige, because it's usually that the fastest cars. It's the fastest race. So, um, you you know about Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Which remember it's Ford versus Ferrari that, yes. that whole piece the twenty four uh-huh. hour race. Yep. So those those cars are very fast. It was about endurance Formula Oh, which is the French and the Grand Prix, the Grand Prize. It's all about prestige and always has been. Um, so when you were finding all of these pictures for the the post, yeah, and just to give everyone a little background, we like. There's pictures in this reel, so it dates back to King George the Sixth going to the first ever um, F1 race with not little, but with young Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret, as as well with the Lord and Lady Mountbatten, and um, who else goes to it? Like Prince Philip, and we have Prince Charles. Along with Lewis Hamilton, if you follow, mm-hmm. you know, Lewis Hamilton's a big name. Princess Anne, Princess Diana with her two little boys, you know, Prince William and Prince Harry, like they're They've little. Been there since the yeah. To and then, and then later on, Prince Harry's with Lewis Hamilton, and they're both obviously older men at that time. The Countess and Earl of Wessex go, like, 
all of them go and 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 they seem very passionate about it and very involved so i think it's interesting like as a brit and i'm sure you as an american you you're proud about certain things that america has done and maybe not so proud about other things and and same for the brits i i mean i was making that in jest but uh, same for the brits but Things that you you think about as as a, an Englishman would be the creation of soccer. So soccer was created in England, right? So was rugby. So was well, golf was Scotland, but Britain, right? So all of these big sports were created. Y'all had baseball, American football. Y'all had to do you know break away from it probably because you didn't want it to be known as English, but the rest of the world adopted soccer. Mm-hmm. A lot of the world adopted cricket because of the Commonwealth mm-hmm. and rugby, if you look at the countries. So so what I'm saying is that F1 or motorsport was was started in the um, you know Europe. And, and the first race that was in England, which was, I don't know if it was Silverstone, mm-hmm. but uh, I... I I have to think that I, I, don't, I can't take complete. Because if it was Formula One, then it was probably I, France that it started I in. I can look it up. So it's probably France that it started in. But all of this piece is, comes back to, to the history of... And I'm trying to think... It took uh, Silverstone Circuit in United Kingdom on May 13, 1950. And that's... Was the first ever race? First world championship race? Is that what you were asking? Maybe... I feel it might have been at like Magnicor, which was a French version of Silverstone. But anyway, the the point being, and I'm, I'm going to bring you back. So the first ever F1 race in history was organized on May 13th, 1950, at Silverstone Circuit. Okay, so, so there you go. So I, I, I didn't want to take credit. I'll, I'll I'd be just yeah, be like British people. Well, exactly, but, but you know what I mean. Like, so I think there's there is things like that. So. 1950. But no. it's crazy that King George VI was there at the first ever. And I read he is the only monarch that has actually been at that type of racing sport event ever in history. I mean, it's huge. You maybe think about jousting back when you had King Henry the Oh, I was, I was going to not go for fiction. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's always been these pieces where sports being just at the forefront of royalty and prestige so all it is is it's just the same as like the top individuals at the accolade for entertainment yeah so yeah I, yeah so i'm gonna bring you it so we both watched downton abbey i uh, we we got into it a few years ago it was like way but the baron was very like not against it but well, i don't think, it, I think were... when it came out as i was in my early 20s, and I was like, oh, this is just not my stage of life. We got into the show when the movie came out, I think. Because I remember going to the movie theater before we had children, and we could go to the movie theater. Yeah. I, and I, I, I remember seeing the poster, and I think we just recently watched No, no you're right. I remember, because it was like a, it was an Alamo draft house, and yeah. there was people dressed up as in, uh-huh. in Downton Abbey, and we hadn't started watching it. So you're right, it was the movie. And they were like, oh, you know what, we probably should start watching it. So we watched it all, and now she can just binge three or four seasons of it. But in the later seasons of uh, Downton Abbey, 
the motor car starts to come about and the first oh God, I could be wrong about this Henry Ford made the Model T right that was the most I think the the, the, the first um, mass produced car which was in the US but they hadn't really started thinking about racing these cars so I think that's where it kind of ties into the royal family and if you think about Downton Abbey there was one of the aristocracies was racing the cars. Now, to race the cars, you'd have to have money to buy a car because a car was probably the equivalent of, I'm going to say, like a private jet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a very mm-hmm. small... Mm-hmm. There's a very small percentage of individuals that were able to, to do it. So it by just trait, it fell into things like the royal family. So it wasn't a surprise that the royal family were there at the first ever race because you're talking about something that's... Anything that's not mass-produced is going to be niche or it's going to be a rarity. So it, it is intriguing that that... No, it's not intriguing. It, it makes sense that the, yeah, the top of... Mo- so they've always been around motorsport. Yeah. Well, and I just think, like, so this year especially, since I've gotten more into Earth the Duchess... I've gotten more into the royal family, and I think I've just gotten more tuned to, I don't know, things that are coming up. So for the F1 especially, like we were watching the documentary series on Netflix of the latest season because the new season comes out this week, or this weekend, and I was like, I, maybe maybe that'll be a good post, right? Like, And I just thought maybe I'd have like one picture. And then I really like start digging into it, and they've all been part of it throughout the beginning. And for me, like, I really like, I don't know, from a history perspective, like, this is really interesting. So, and from, I think, for the Baron, from a sports perspective, it's exclusivity, right? Mm-hmm. It's exclusivity. Yeah. And I think at the time, back in the 1950s, where the royal family was exclusive if there's something brand new it's not it's not the same same piece I, 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 okay this is this is going to be a really maybe a poor simile but do you know when covid came out and um crypto was big at the time it was really big during covid right mm-hmm. and there's a guy called um sam bankman freed uh, yeah, isn't is he about to like go to go to prison and yeah. stuff like this? But he was big for FTX and he had like Tom Brady and all this, uh-huh. and he was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And crypto was kind of really kind of getting retail popular. Mm-hmm. So do you know what they said? There was like, you're popular at the moment. Why don't you advise them about COVID? No medical background. He was just popular with something there, so he had to have an opinion on it. Yeah. And it's the same type of thing that I think when back in the days that the royals yeah. had that exclusivity and that. Anyway. So but you, I don't think they always like, like, I think with like the Princess Diana pictures, like they were just intrigued. Right. But they they had interest. That's all I'm saying. What you, wait, what? The royals had interest in F1. Like yeah. after oh, you're King George's yes, 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 stuff. So. Like, like they're all just like. Well, well one of the pieces about. And I don't know with his motorsport because, um, you know, obviously we didn't invent the car in the UK, but um, the most world champions in Formula One history have come from the UK. 
Do you have a clap emoji? No, I, I, I think I, I, I dropped that button uh, for... Uh, I, 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 missed opportunity. Yeah, it was on there before. But that's a big piece. So I think if mm-hmm. you've had that history, so you have a picture on there of uh, Graham Hill. Mm-hmm. So Graham Hill um, was, you know, he died in an, uh, a plane crash under suspicious um, scenarios. Then his son won the world championship when I was starting to watch mm. Formula One. It actually looked a little bit like Ross from Friends. Um, and then now, you know, we we saw um, Drive to Survive in LA. I think we were, in a, we were on a trip with some friends and we started watching it. That's the Netflix show. That's the Netflix show. Right. You didn't just get threats, you were just eating a burrito bowl. And I think you realize that there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that the the, the dramatization of this um, was a big thing for everyone. Um, but now, so you see, like, um, Max Verstappen, who we both don't like, but his dad, Joss Verstappen, mm-hmm. was a driver. So it's the same thing. Like, you have these generational pieces. And what I'm going to say is the generational piece is almost hereditary. Yeah. And, and hereditary links with... But don't you think that's with, like, any... and. I th- I think it's harder to piece or or connect this sport than other sports. But like you, you get it with any sport. You get it with soccer, football, baseball, basketball. To, to a certain extent. But do you know what's missing? No, but don't you also think like if your parent is a pro at this profession, you're gonna get that specialized. No, you're thinking, I know where you're going with this, that basically your genes will pass down for them to be But you're also getting specialized attention in the certain area. And you're getting probably more specialized um, coaching. coaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I agree with all of the above on that. Um, So that's an aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But isn't that also hereditary? But isn't that also hereditary? Yeah. In some aspects. But don't you think this comes back, have you heard of Nepo Baby? I've heard of Nepo Baby. Yeah. Like, is that, is, don't you think it's kind of similar well, okay, to so, so let's I mean, I know sports, I don't know, I mean, sports and acting, can so, I so, so David Beckham has three sons. Which one's good at soccer? None of them. Are they good at singing? Not even the mom was. But the, the, the thing that I was going to say with that is, one of them plays at, um, a standard... And not not being like kind of ridiculous about this, not much more than above what I ever played at. The Baron thinks he's really good at soccer. No, I I'm mean, just kidding. No, I, I mean, I, I, that kind of joking aside, he the his nepotism or the nepo baby that you call, he plays for inter. His son plays for Inter Miami. In the B that team, wait, that's wait, the team wait, that wait. he owns. So let's. So which is Nepo, baby. No, let's take a step back. Miami is an MLS team. Yeah. Okay, so that's that was, American soccer. Yeah. Okay. That was created for when David Beckham. And David Beckham owns it, who is this man's father. Yes. And he worked and he plays And his for son it. plays for the reserves. Okay. So, Misa, anyway, so there's a, like you're saying, the Nepo baby piece. But the one thing that separates F1 and kind of to bring it all back is there is the hereditary nature of it. So, you had Michael Schumacher, 
who is one of the, uh-huh. and then you have his son Mick, and then you have Jos Verstappen, and you have Max Verstappen. Now Max Verstappen was a is a hell of a lot better driver than his dad was, uh-huh. so there is a bit of nepotism, but there's also a bit of genetics. But it comes down to money. You have to bring sponsors, and that is where the royalty comes in. With this is money. You have to have that. So you have. So you talked about Bahrain. Uh huh. So the Middle East has royal families. Uh huh. And the royal. Fam- well, yeah, but F one has always been talked about, like the expense, like the. It's a. It's the, the most the money sport. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where royalty comes in. And it's I mean, not that's just, where it's not just British royalty. No, but think about an American perspective. We have NASCAR. Like growing up, I'm I I personally. I've never heard about F1 until I married the Baron. Yeah, I heard about I, NASCAR. I hadn't been to NASCAR, but that's the American. But NASCAR gets um, absolutely what sort because the skill is driving around a, an oval circuit. But that's, even our so so we have European more European friends, right? And you know, one of my close friends who's a girl as well as me um we we were talking about f1 when we all went to f1 she was like you need to well, watch she's european, this show. right you're saying yeah 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 i was saying she's european um we went to f1 in austin what two years ago now probably mm-hmm. um and she was like no you'll really get it. like i got into it when i watched the show but she's european and 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 i know she's not english or anything like that but she didn't get into it until the netflix documentary i think came out and that's where like we've talked about it so austin when we went it was right what when covid started kind of coming up yeah cu- it was, cu- um, cu- coming it, it out was probably, of that it was probably out of china yeah. and what it was like the record for austin that's right and they also had defund the police at the same yeah and it was because what f1 that that documentary drive to survive came out between between basically when f1 or when when, when covid, COVID really down, yeah. yeah and then that was the first year that it really lifted up and it was crazy what it was like 700,000 people like um yeah you know i was an f1 fan and 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 we took babies so i would recommend no one take babies but it yeah, was just like, i don't know and 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 i definitely see like the allure allure of it but I mean, but I think if you go to F1, if you go see it, like, you need to have, like, the top seats and VIP seats. But even that, it's like, even if you had the grandstand seats, you don't see a, just watch on TV. I think if you see something like tennis. It is a royal event. That's what I think. Yeah, but I think if you see tennis or a, what's it, like a stadium event, you get to see everything. If you're on a circuit event, whether it's golf, whether it's F1, you don't. Uh, anyway, it was a bucket list thing for me. We we did the weekend. It was it wasn't worth it, but it was worth it in the sense of being able to say that. But I think coming back to the ties, F one has always had money. It's always had um, prestige, and that's why I think the Royals will always always be tied yeah. to. It. And there's always and the last thing that I'll say is, that, like I said, the most world champions of a nationality have been British. And that's why I think there'll always be ties to it because, and and just in motor racing in general, yeah, 
if you think about Aston Martin, Jaguar, TVR, Lotus, Mini, there was a lot of car brands that came out of the US, the UK, that they're no longer built in the UK because of shoddy workmanship. And now they're kind of distributed across the world. But there is that. So anyway, you know what? Um, I forgot to say that we have our first US F1 driver in this season for a long, long time. That's exciting. It is really exciting. Who is he? He has the most American name you could John think of. John Smith. It, it's, it's along those lines. But what is a powerful... Um, okay, I'm going to give you a clue. So what is Wolverine's real name? Logan. Okay, so we have you, Logan's in our. Life. So would you say Logan's a strong American male name? Yeah. Okay, so that's the first name. Now think of something to do with military as his second name. As Logan a rank. Tank. Okay. Oh, it's, Logan Admiral. Okay. Yeah. So keep. Yeah. Think about. Yeah, you're on the right lines, but more as military rather than navy or air force. Logan. It's not general and it's not captain. It's not private. <laughs> you say all of them. Logan. What is it? You have a staff. Sergeant. Logan Sergeant. Logan oh, Sergeant. How, how American I, is that? I hope he kicks some ass. Well, he's with Williams, so he's probably not going to do that. But will kick some ass. But it's good. It's good that there's an American. I'm yeah. really pleased that there's an American there. And I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, I will too. I will just say, so with the Royals and F1, I would like to make a request, which will probably not be heard, which is fine. Um, so more recently, I, I think there's a lot of history that, like more back in the day. I mean, I know there's been like the Earl and Countess of Wessex. Um, but I would like to see like... Can we have the Prince and Princess of Wales visit them very soon? Like, that would be nice. I have not seen any pictures of Catherine there. Prince William was, like, a little wee boy. And Prince Harry has been there with a big um, Lewis Hamilton. No, just just with F1 in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really like to see Catherine at an F1 event. That would be great. So, so it would be Silverstone, right? Which I think yeah, is probably. Usually. Which maybe, which maybe this year. Let's have our fingers crossed. So the the summer break is August, so it'd probably be around about July. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, because she has no, I I have not seen any visits or anything with her with F one. Prince William was really young. I mean, it 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 was when he was there with was Prince Harry, 10. and Pr- Prince Harry has definitely been. He's been multiple times, like. He went with the Red Bull manager. He's been Chris with Hall, yeah. Yep, he's been with Lewis Hamilton multiple times. Even when he had a beard, which obviously was later. Um so Prince Harry's been and Prince Charles has been multiple times. So uh William and Kate, can you please go? Um that'd be great. Right. So so look, just to wrap that, F one I think it's a good point. Like you found out, it's like, wow, there's so much connection. It's not just British royalty. Like I said, there's royalty around the world. Love it. Yes. And that's why it's yeah. Bahrain is because it's Bahrain royalty yep. that mm. will be there. Saudi Arabian royalty, yep. um, Qatarian, 
it's like it's yep. that whole piece it just has that prestige 100 percent. Um, yeah and that's we like we don't really cover outside of the british royalty um but yeah yeah okay They're, but but yeah. uh, but a really good um serendipitous piece worldwide yeah <laughs> okay cool so talk about royalty royalty um yeah so where do we get into it um I'm just going to talk a little bit, and then we're going to have the Baron talk a little bit. I want to talk the first thing, which I don't really think the Baron needs to comment on. Um, I think it's an interesting fact. So, uh, Spare came out, what, end of December, beginning of January. I still haven't finished the book. I can't get through the book. Um, I've heard a synopsis, which is fine for me. Um, so we have not heard from Meghan Markle since the release of the book, other from South Park. Um, she can talk a little bit about this week. Um, but yeah, so as we know, they have Archwell Foundation. That's the company that they have right last year that they had the NAACP Archwell Digital Civil Rights Award. They um, awarded it to... I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but Nabiha Syed, the CEO of the Markup, a nonprofit news publication focused on the impact of technology on society. Anyway, so this year when they had the award ceremony, it was weird. Um, they didn't have their Archwell Digital Civil Rights Award on the kind of list. So I know there was a lot of, um, not questions, but like, are they going to present it or not? And then... When the NWACP awards came up and they presented it, it was only uh, Prince Harry. Meghan Markle wasn't there, so that brought up a lot of questions there. It was just Prince Harry. Um, and then, so they released this article recently that they got evicted from their Frogmore cottage. So They released that. We're, we're going to get into that semantics in a second. Um, I personally think that their marketing team might have, well, no, actually, you know what? No, we're going to get more into that. So this article got released that, oh, big, big news. King Charles has evicted them from Frogmore Cottage. How dare he? Um, so that came out one day that evening. Oh, since Spare, Meghan Markle, and Prince Harry suddenly had a date night, paparazzi were there and got pictures of them, um, and they were suddenly uh, pictured at this date night in Montecito, California, um, again, and I will mention she was wearing black beige and black heels as we know in their Netflix documentary she um she couldn't wear beige or she wore beige because she couldn't have color because of the royal family but um again she's back to beige and beige and black um so this was the first time that she's been seen since spare's been out and everything like that um yeah so the big news is that they've been evicted and she's been seen out. But then also, and I don't know if this is true, but Fergie, we know who Fergie is. Black Eyed Peas. She's coming out with a new book. Um, it's been rumored 
So basically the news is that Meghan and Harry are being evicted out of Frogmore Cottage for Prince Andrew and Fergie to move into Frogmore Cottage out of the Windsor, the Royal Windsor house that is like their 30, 30 room house to go to this ooh, five bedroom house, um, much smaller. So there, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say the whole news and we can talk about it, but it's ridiculous. Um, so they've been asked to, or they've been quote unquote evicted out and Prince Andrew and Fergie are going to move in out of their 30 or so bedroom house in Windsor. Um, and then it's also been reported that Meghan Markle and Fergie were in cahoots of actually releasing this to the media because Fergie has a new book out and they wanted to obviously give this to the media because Fergie and Andrew aren't obviously very happy to move into this house and Megan is Megan. Um, but there's also been rumors that Harry and Megan, this is their way out of saying no to the coronation, right? If they don't have a house to move in, they can't go to the coronation because they're saying that it's a very big security risk. They've been saying this a lot. It's a security risk if they go to the UK. It's a security risk if they don't have anything um, because they stay at Frogmore Cottage all the time. Um, so yeah, so Baron, that that is kind of the the royalty. I would love to hear your thoughts about it, and then we can kind of go into it because I I have a lot of thoughts about it. Is there more royalty that's different to this after? I think this is most of it. Okay. Um, the biggest one is they're they're evicted out of Frogmore Cottage. That is the big tabloid news. Evicted. Um, I would love to know. Do you think this was from? Okay. So first, this tabloid kind of came out. Omid Scobie, as we know, is very close with the the Markles, um, and Who? then the Markles. Oh, no, no. Omid Scobie, he was on their um, he was on their Netflix series. He's like a a royal. I don't know. He's a royal journalist, royal something. Oh, okay. Um, but. Pay yeah. contributor. Yeah, basically. So, so it was on the tabloid, and then he, I think, tweeted about it and wrote a Yahoo article. And then I, I think that's when I looked at it, and I was like, okay, this seems more substantial because this is like their little puppet. I don't think he would say this is true if he didn't have their not blessing, but you know what I mean, because he was on the the Netflix stuff, and then, um, yeah. So, so that would. That's where okay, it came so from. It is, oh, and then sorry, the Archwell spokesman confirmed that they were they were evicted out of their house or asked to evacuate or however else. But um, yeah. Well, I think, you know, first of all, if you're evicted, it means you have to be living there. You don't think they're living there? No, just just the whole thing. Like, if you're evicted from somewhere, you're moved. It's a physical. It's a, um, it's an adjective, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, 
by by that point, just in English language, it's false. Yeah. So it, they're not evicted because they're not there. If they so, lived there and then they had to find a place, then I'd be like. So I think they do pay rent or something, but 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 I will put that with a big but. Well, no, they no longer have to pay rent for somewhere they don't live. It's a win. No, but I'm going to put a big butt there because, like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, they have to pay rent. It's like Prince Andrew has to pay, quote-unquote, rent or pay for reparations of the Windsor house. Where is that coming from, though? The royal family. Like, it's not coming. Like, they're not actually working, or at least Prince Andrew's not working, to actually make this money to pay reparations back. So a big thing of um people are having they're got they've um when they first stepped down from royal family I think they paid 2.4 million I think it was pounds. Yeah, they paid 2.4 million pounds on renovations. So and when they moved and said they were like no longer senior working royal members um they had to pay that back, right? So that's where people are really like, well, they've paid this back. Like, why are they getting evicted and stuff? But I came across an article the other day, which I don't know if this is true or false, but they said, um, so they've kind of done the math on this $2.4 million renovation. I think it was, what, three years ago that they technically started paying this rent back. If they pay at 18,000 pounds a month, to that 2.4 million and if it's been three years they actually haven't paid that 2.4 million pounds back yet so it's not actually accurate what they're winning yeah so i don't know there's a lot of stuff going back and forth but sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but continue with i don't know i think it's a bit ridiculous (sighs) well it's just it's just more drama so, so wait so Prince Andrew, you said there's like a thirty room. So, so Fergie and for, um, Prince they, Andrew, yeah. So, so they they've been evicted. So they've both been evicted. So Prince Charles, when, want, when's the book evicted coming out? So Prince Charles, even from I think before he became king, wants to slim down monarchy, and I think this is going into his slim down monarchy. What do you mean, like kind of cost and? Etc. Right. So part of his plan, which it's been rumored, it's kind of already been set. Um, so his siblings get paid from. So his family gets paid. Obviously, William, not his whole family, but William and Steph, and even for this Duchy of Cornwall, and the rest of his family got paid from Duchy of. Is it Lancaster? Lancaster. Is 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 that Lancaster. it? They got paid basically from a separate fund, and the queen's children and grandchildren get still get paid out of this fund, but he wants to slim it down. So there's been back and forth talk of like, does it? It does it need to be slimmed down? I mean, Andrew, I think can de- like he can live in a one bedroom shack, in my opinion, but. <laughs> But, but, so, um, it was said that, so Fergie was releasing a book, 
And the same day that all this eviction stuff came out, her book release and everything was coming out. So the rumors were her and Meghan Markle kind of teamed up and said, you know, all this stuff was kind of coming out at first. And then, because obviously she's, she's not with the Prince Andrew, but they live in the same place. So if they have to move, they both have to move to the same place, right? Right. Um, so it was kind of a thing of like, this story was, oh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are getting evicted and Andrew and Fergie are moving in, but they don't want to actually move in there. Um, and then the next day it was like, oh, well, Fergie will do anything that she needs to to kind of appease the king and things like that. So I don't know. I think the, the thing about it is, though, if you're tied, I, I'm, I'm taking this from the perspective of Fergie, not Andrew. If you if you've lived in your home for so long, but you don't have control of it, somebody else has control over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Isn't that isn't that just from um, a human level? Like if you've lived there for so many years, and somebody says, um, "You know what? I'm actually going to just put you somewhere else." Not 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 that the standard or, or something's going to be bad. If there's just been a two million reserva- renovation, you know it's going to be a nice place. It's more like. But that's your home. No, but, okay, I will play devil's advocate, and I'm not a royal or anything like that, but, and I do think there are a lot of royals that do a lot of work and earn and, and get, you know, like, they earn what they get, right? Like, but, I don't know, like, so you're, you're just thinking it's more about Andrew, that, that he's just a, a shithouse, so then. No, I'm not thinking that, but why, like, you're, you're basically living off your brother or the, your country at this point. Like, is it taxpayers' money at the end of the day? For Andrew, right? Like, if you're doing what. Yeah, you're, you're paying for. Exactly. You're paying for a pedophile to. Exactly. And, and, and from my perspective, like, I don't know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. For, like, and people are saying that about Megan and Harry. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad about them. Oh my gosh, you feel so bad that they actually have to live a normal life and actually earn wages and live a normal job and things like that? Like, really? Well, I mean, the, the only thing that, I'm, that I'll be playing devil's advocate to that is I talked about the security pieces. Yeah. Yeah, there has been assassination threats. Okay, so. so that's the biggest thing that Harry and Meghan have said. Like, oh, I can't. Like, okay, so they're like, oh, okay. Whoever their um, spokesperson yeah, was yeah. was like, oh, well, it's the last space they have security for. Da da da. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna point out some facts for you. First of all, how many times do they go to that? How many times do they stay in that five bedroom apartment? That. Okay, sorry, but the UK is going through a cost of living crisis and that's what you want to complain about? Okay, how many times did they actually, in 20, okay, so they went there for the Jubilee and the funeral. Okay, how many times did they go there in the, in 2023? Maybe the coronation? How many days of that in the entire year? Like there's 365 days. What is the percentage that you actually say there? So that's my first question. Like, does that place stay vacant? 
the rest of the year because it's like, I I didn't even know it was there. There's why why should it be there? They're not working world members. Well, so uh, I hope this that this comes in. Um, this. Yeah, is this you, sorority girl, actress, influencer, victim? <laughs> yeah, that's totally me. Okay, I see. And then you added your husband to your friends and family account. You must be the royal prince, millionaire, world traveler, victim. Victim. That, that's all it is. That's all it's like, okay, so, so that's well, the narrative is, that no, we But exactly, so this is what everyone's coming back to, is like, <coughs> this is what everyone's coming back to, is like, are they just using this as an excuse because they're not going to go to the coronation so they can put this as a reason why they're not going to go to the coronation? Yeah, yeah maybe. But I mean, it's a bullshit reason. Everybody's going to look through that. Yeah, and it comes just back to this victimization, victimization piece. Why? Why are you doing it though? Like, just stay out of it. Because, like, okay, sorry, I'm going to go back to what I was trying to refer to. Like, you never stay there if you go there and you're worried about security. There are so many other royal residences that you can say. And I actually, and I don't know if this is true or not, but there was rumors that the king actually gave this kind of notice to them 10 days after Spare came out, and he didn't want this actually to come out until after the coronation. Just change the looks. Easy. They don't even come back anyway, so they wouldn't even know. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And and I think the timing of, oh, all of this happened. Oh, and then we're um, also going on date night. You haven't seen me since Spare, but we're going to go on date night right after all this SHIT came out. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, And she's, like, smiling in all the photos, and Harry just looks miserable and drunk. But <laughs> no, he does like it, it, and she's like smiling, and she's smiling like she has like her like hand over her face. I don't know. It's I don't get it. I'm just like just stay out of it. Like, all right, come on, let's keep on moving. I've still got to do my. Segment. Um, sorry, that was the royalty of the day, though. Um, I think that was everything that I'd heard. Um, it's just ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Like. Why don't you just be some grown human beings and get a job and learn how to pay for your own place? What an idea. What an idea. I think you've simplified that quite a lot. I don't think it's that Okay, well, they go to Ellen DeGeneres' wedding. Work for Ellen. Yeah, work for Ellen. Work for SNL. Well, Prince Harry's going to do another blip on Stephen Colbert for Spare Again because we haven't heard about enough of his sufferings. Blip? Another blip. Another, like... Segment. Yeah. Oh. It's another blip. We haven't heard enough about his suffering, so they're going to do another one. Anyways, okay. He'll probably be... um will probably be back on South Park soon enough. Yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, let's hear what you gotta say. <laughs> so, so, so you, uh, the, the Duchess doesn't know about this, but I know she's gonna be excited about it, and it's gonna scratch my mind. Maybe she hasn't drank as much Chardonnay, she'd be in um, uh, better state to think. I need some more water. I have a, I have a, an eight. Don't you dare steal that! I don't have water. I hope you're gonna get me a new bottle. Don't drink it all. 
Wow, it's gone. You're so proud of yourself. Okay, this is a clue. What is my topic from this? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, you're right. Of course. Oh, okay. Like, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Can we watch Harry Potter tonight? <laughs> it's late. It's you can okay, you can start it, but it's late. Okay. okay. Um so I've always thought about this. Well, to, to start off with. Oh, okay. Are you going to lead this segment? <laughs> no, I was just going to give some context. The Baron and I are very big Harry Potter fans. That's all I was going to say. Sorry. Yes. Um, I've, I've, I've gotten a lot more to Harry Potter since we met. Um, so what do you think this, this segment's about? Harry Potter. Yes, Harry Potter. I'm but, so excited. Um, so I, I've thought about this quite a bit. And, you know, like I said, there's a, there's a crossover here between royalty fans and Harry Potter fans. What influence do you think Harry, um, the royalty or the monarchy has had in the Harry Potter books and movies? And is there anything that stands out where you think it ties to it? It's a very loaded question. Why is it loaded? I don't know. Like, that's a compounded question. When you read the Harry Potter books or see the movies, is there anything that you think, ah, this could be to do with the influence of the Royal Farms? And and the reason I say that, so when when J.K. Rowling uh, came out with the books, um, she was actually, uh, I don't know, not butchered, that's not the word, she was she was given a lot of critique to say you've basically taken a lot of ideas from other people's books and put it into one. So there was like the Witches of Something Something, which was a, a popular book series that never made it to the movies. They made it to a kids' TV show, but there were elements of different books, TV shows that she kind of took into writing. Now I I, I say that I think that's a lot of literature is that is like an, a very original idea or or something is even hard to adopt just in the mindset if nobody has any visualization of it so um yeah is there anything that comes to mind when you think about Harry Potter that oh that could be influenced by the royals the hierarchy right yeah of the families yes yep. any particular families the malfoys yeah uh huh and there's one over that's mentioned. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that you got the first one. Like, I was, I was surprised that you even got the that. The Dumbledores? Yeah, there is a Dumbledore aspect of it um, that could tie... Uh, and, and these are loose. Some of this is loose. Some of this is more explicit than others. And I think the, the, the ties to the families. So the Malfoys is the biggest one. Yeah. Is this hereditary... Uh-huh. Lineage of the, oh the Weasleys? No, um, it, I mean, that's the opposite. They're just a p- position, don't you think? The families, but it is on the light side. There is one of a family that has a, a very famous lineage. I don't know if the sirens are going to come through. This it sounds like we're going to be in like New York City or something, but 
But it's on the light side. So you have the Malfoys in the dark and there's one family that... It's not Weasleys. It's not the Weasleys, but it has more of a prestige to it. And in one of the movies, it actually shows the family tree as has been like quite extensive. Black. It's the Blacks. Yeah. Yeah, but they can go either way because they have Bellatrix. Which, like, that's their cousin. Yeah, yeah. But, which but is also related to... Malfoy's. Yeah. Again, so yeah. there's the, the royal... T- so yeah. that is one of the, the influences that they speak of is from that hereditary uh-huh. lineage and just how yeah. the families grow. So so that's one of the influences. What else do you think is has been influenced by the, the royal family or, or just monarchy? The schools? Dig... Dig a little bit deeper that explain what you mean by that. Um I mean maybe the one of the schools could have been taken from Gordon's Sten. Yeah. Yeah. The the um what was it? The not not Hogwarts, not what what's the like tough one? <laughs> that one? The the Bulgarian one? Yeah. That one's like tougher. So th- there is a thing with um and it's not every school. So my parents are teachers, right? Uh-huh. So um, the houses system uh-huh. isn't in every school in the UK. Uh-huh. But is it? Is that a thing? We don't yes. have that. We we don't have that at all. So when I like, oh, that's so so the first school that I went to as a, like a four year old, and I, I was there from four to five. So I was only there for one year, and then we moved to a different village. Um, they didn't have a house system. But the village that we moved to went to there to what we call a primary school or mm-hmm. an elementary had a house system, and we had Hailey, uh, Savile, um, Cannon, uh, and Armitage, mm-hmm. and these mm-hmm. were all. And our village was maybe maybe a thousand people. So you've got these four houses within a village and the, the street names, you had Cannon Hall Lane, um, you had Highly Moor and you had Highly Lane and you had Armitage Estates. So all of these isn't names and Savile aunt, Close. Isn't your aunt an Armitage? She is. Yeah, mm. she is an Armitage. So you have all of these houses, but they're from family names. Oh. But they had street but names after them. But then it became. Yeah, we don't have that here. Right, so it's a local piece. So I became as a, as an eleven year old captain of Highly, which was predominantly Were red. Are you hap- happy with that? Yeah, but then they moved me to Cannon, which was blue. Oh, Ravenclaw. So, but the and then Armitage was um, white. Okay, not Sava, as exciting. And, and Savile was yellow. Hufflepuff. Right? Yeah, but why? Like, oh. So it's strange that there was four houses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when I went to... But that's what she knows, right? Like, as an author, you're going to write on what you know. Right. So the, this, not this stuff... It's foreign. Now, if you go to private education, these houses are a little bit more... Um, Prestigious. So when I was at high school, 
I didn't go to a prestigious um, middle school or high school. It wasn't uh, um, private. But they started to adopt the um, the house system, mm-hmm. I think, to be even seen as prestigious. So what do the houses mean? So you have them, there's like a group of, same as Harry Potter, you have a group of kids that grow up in that house and then you play sports within that house and there's an academic element and a sports element to it. So do they like, so you divide how do they group it? Because obviously you don't have a sorting hat that's magical. How do they sort it? Um, and why do you switch? So I didn't, at elementary, I, um, I switched and I, th- and I don't know why they did that. I think, honestly, I think it was, um, they looked at and thought, we have too many strong academic, the, the balance wasn't there. So you had a house cup. Uh-huh. So the same as Harry Potter, you'd have a house cup. And when I went to what you'd class as middle school and high school, um, they didn't have it, so they adopted it. Now, if you went to a private school, they would have the same things that my elementary school would have these family names mm-hmm. that, that kind of sliverings, all this would, would stay. But they went for something different, and it, it wasn't a good way of doing it, but they did planets. Mm-hmm. So Mercury, yeah. Saturn, yeah, and I think obviously only four. And it's strange that they only always do four. And this is before the Harry Potter books came into uh, prominence. Mm-hmm. And it was always this divisible by four. Um, but at the time, same thing. It, you know, Davy came to stay with us here in Arizona. He was the um, house captain of Saturn. And at the time, I was the house captain of Mercury. We actually talked about it, you know, one night when we were drinking and stuff like this and these sporting events. But you did have your name up on like a plaque. Now, if you talk about private schools and things like that, it would be engraved and you'd see your name throughout the last century of house captains and stuff like this. So they, they take a lot of mm-hmm. that, but it, it stems from royalty and private education, like Etonians and all mm. this and Gordston and stuff, so that the house system lies very much within aristocracy and then other school systems have adopted, but it's always divisible by four. That's interesting. Yeah. So that, I think that's when you you, you talk about yeah. that that's one aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean in the US we have we don't have anything like that. So I think for us and obviously Harry Potter was very big in the US. Um so it was all just new to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole world. Like everything about it, right? I mean I think so I went to Portugal I think I was in, I don't know if I was in Porto or one of the other places, and we were outside of one of the schools. Braga, I think, was the Bra- place. Well, Braga and Porto, and I don't know which one we were in, but we were outside one of the schools, and someone said, like, oh, yeah, this is where she got her her ideas for the, the school attire and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's crazy, but... We just don't have that here. You can just wear whatever you want school. Yeah, yeah. And we just try so uniforms. Yeah. Uniforms. That, so you, you talk about prefects. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't a nerd. I was on sports teams, but I was also 
Um, you had prefects and you had senior prefects. And if you were a senior prefect... Wait, so that's actually a school thing. Prefect. Mm-hmm. So you had a prefect which would get a badge. And a senior prefect, you had How'd a tie. How did you get selected for that? By the heads of years. Who's the heads of years? One of my best friends. The teachers. Yeah, but... So one of my best friends is yeah. a head of year, same as Professor McGonagall. Yeah, you guys, you, or not you guys, um, y'all have a lot more stuff into it. Like when we went to school, it was just like, yeah, you're part of a class, which your class is just everyone that's your age. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no so it's like hierarchy. There's no upper people, lower. Well. I mean, it came, it didn't, it didn't come, and, you know, there are private schools here, so those might be different. I went to charter school, and I went to public school, so it came in a way of academics, right? So, you had honors classes, and you had regular classes, right? So, your honors classes, you would get college or university credits here. And so let's say if you did honors classes, I think, I think you could get them for your two years. You could basically technically get your, all your English, math, science, whatever else. You could get that in high school because we have four years of college here. So you could basically get all your basic stuff, um, in high school rather than pay for it in college. So, so that's how we'd have a hierarchy is more of based on academia and just yeah, results. Rather than but I don't know how it was at private school. Because we did play we did play I, I played tennis, so we did play private school at tennis and they were always like extremely better than us, but they always had like private coaches coaches and, and all this stuff and I was like, Well, I hope you play Vanessa Williams. Do you do you want to know how much money I bet that any of them played Vanessa Williams? Zero dollars because none of them have played Vanessa Williams. But they paid a they paid a lot of money to probably put them into. Well, they didn't. The parents did. Yeah, but did anyone play that level? Maybe one percent. So, so, so look, I think. For for us, so I know this is the first time we're talking about it, right? You probably, when we watch the movies, I take something different than you do because the prefect system was... And I would love for you, sorry to interrupt, but I would love for you to actually read the books because in the movies, it's literally just them. a little blip. Not but blip, it, blip. Blip is a different, what you've... Blip is like a... A, a, a blip is like a blip. It's like a blip. It's like a blip. A small section. Yeah, a blip. A blip is like a, a, a something wrong. <laughs> no, it's a like a blip. A, <laughs> okay. Anyways, in the movies, they are literally in a blip. Right. <laughs> but in the books, the whole prefect system, and there's so much stuff that comes in the books that don't come with the movies. And the Baron, I just, I've bought him all the books. I've read the books. Millions of times. I love the books. And they go into it so much more. And they go into more than that. That you just need to know about. It's but a comprehensive explanation. No, but just. 
like you will know so much more about that world if you read the books. But the prefect system, even as it affects Harry and Harry, or not Harry, Harry Hermione, Harry. Hermione and Ron are both prefects, which they don't show that in the books. And see their relationship grow to obviously turn into a romantic relationship and how much them becoming both prefects and Harry not becoming a prefect, how that affects that whole relationship. There's so much in the book that is not in the movie. Like they bear like they literally touch like point zero one percent in the movie. And in the book, it goes into so much more. And, and that, that's the thing that when, you, when you're thinking about influence, I know we're talking about the royals, but the prefect system, I, I think, did stem from more aristocracy in the private schools. Yeah. So it, it's Well, we should have JK. Ne- next week we'll have her on the yeah, podcast. Should, should on. So actually talking about the influences. It, it's interesting. That I talked about the, the Duke of Edinburgh Award uh-huh. and, and that kind of stuff, and I haven't I hadn't thought about that for years. I haven't thought about this prefect system for years either. And... It's interesting because as, as I remember about it, so you can be a prefect from um, year eight, which mm-hmm. is basically 12, 13. But to be a senior prefect, you have to be in year 11, which is uh, 15 and 16. So you last mm-hmm. last year. But not everybody, when you get the ties, gets the senior prefect tie. And I remember, like, so there's two levels of the prefects. You're the prefect and the senior prefect. I can't even remember. You had an application. You had an interview. And I remember, like, very, very beaming with my face. I got senior prefect, and one of my good friends only got prefect. And he was, but no, this was the thing. He was more studious than I was. Oh. But no, I had the sportsman. So all I think about it was, it was control from the teachers thinking, you don't want just the nerds to be senior prefects. You want somebody that can relate to the populace. Did you relate to the populace? To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Like, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I had friends that were, you know, not as academic inclined. But anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, now that I think, and I've never thought about it until this point where it's like, it was a control system. And the, the teachers probably think who can influence the kids. Because I always remember there was one kid two years above us that was a senior prefect and I was friends with his sister. I was like, he's an absolute maniac. He's smart, but he's an absolute maniac. But he could connect with both intelligent yeah, kids. I don't think it's always the smartest people, though. That No, but that's why I think my school did well. I mean, if you look at Harry Potter, was it always the smartest people? No. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, there you go. So Ron maybe. Weasley. So Ron and Hermione were prefects. Harry was not. Huh. If you read the books, you'd know that. Well, that's interesting. Obviously, Hermione's a genius. Ron? No, no, okay, no, so, 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 so you see what I mean? There's like, there's so many similes from it. So, okay, so the, the, the house is the system. So it comes from, ultimately, the private schools, which was aristocracy. And that's where it then it started to bleed into. But don't you think Hogwarts is, you know, like the poshest magic school? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, pre- prestige. Yeah. Which came from that. And and what is it set in? Scotland. A castle. Oh. 
Well, you always told me in Scotland. I mean, it is in Scotland. Yeah. But it's in a castle. Oh, it's pretty badass. So, again, it connects with royalty and, that, like, having schools yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, no, I mean, I think from a U.S., like, an American perspective, it was always, like, just very magical and, and in, I mean, yeah, we don't have castles here. I mean, even when we, I don't know, even when we went to the U.K., we went to Edinburgh and stuff, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a castle. So, I mean, we talked about this a bit before, but when you talk about prestige, that Hogwarts is the most prestigious piece. Mm-hmm. So there's two um, very explicit places that they film within the UK. Mm-hmm. There's Annick Castle, which we mm-hmm. talked about before that you've been to. Mm-hmm. And there's also uh, Durham Castle. Mm-hmm. Now, Durham Castle is also part of Durham University, which is one of the, the finest and most reputable universities within the land. You give everyone the same accent. Everyone. I don't give everybody the same accent. Um, I have a royal accent and I have a commoner accent. But Durham is uh, behind Oxford and Cambridge. Oh, okay. So when you think of prestige and you have castles, and even if you... So which one is Oxford and Cambridge? Is that Hogwarts? So if you look at some of the architecture with Oxford, specifically Oxford, and then you map that to certain aspects of Hogwarts, Hogwarts, you will see similarities. Cambridge, not as much. Cambridge, well, Oxford is 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 no is 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 more. No, I mean, I will say from America's perspective. I remember when I was applying to colleges, my my, my grandma was like, "Apply to Oxford and stuff," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not smart enough for that." But yeah, but but I'm just saying from American perspective, Oxford was the one that you know if you were going to apply and like it was the Harvard. Yeah, it's a it's a British Harvard, right? Cambridge. I mean, Cam- Cambridge is still very high there as well, but Oxford was kind of the. It goes back and forth. In the it, it was like from the US is like Oxford. Came I mean Cambridge, you were still a cool cat. But and Cambridge then, as a city is just. But low. those were the two. But it was like those two, and then the rest, like no one knows about. Yeah. I feel like well, like, it, like like it was like okay, if you get into Oxford or Cambridge, you were like. Super smart, yeah. and then I don't, I, I don't. But Cam- know Cambridge is a location, just even where it's sat geographically, isn't as well positioned as Oxford in terms of just transport. Why isn't routes. there a Duke and Duchess of Oxford? I have no idea. Or Oxfordshire. I mean, Oxfordshire. We, we talked about F one earlier. Mm-hmm. That's where all the F one teams are based are in Oxfordshire. Is that a really nice area? Is that like Beautiful. the Beverly Hills? No. It's not Beverly Hills. It is where Tolkien um, mm-hmm. based Hobbiton and the Shire off. Oh. So that's how it looks. That's not. It's rolling green hills and it's just yeah. very, very pretty. Um, Winnie the Pooh, the 100 oh. acre for, uh, woods, yeah. is, is Oxfordshire. Nice. It, it's all that just rolling green hills. Um, but it, it, So it's not, there's a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. But it's not ritzy like it's country ritz mm-hmm. but it's not ritzy like the um london chelsea yeah exactly so, so yeah that that's the probably best way to put it um so w- when you think about cambridge architecture if you look at cambridge university to oxford cambridge there's some similarities but oxford has similarities that carries forward to hogwarts mm-hmm. but durham university 
because um, it has the castle and it has the cathedral, is the closest to Hogwarts, and it's probably number three in the the UK rankings of of, of universities and colleges. So that's why the prestige kind of carries over from there. But mm. you know, obviously Oxford and Cambridge is where the majority of the royals go by nepo- nepotism. Yeah, but Prince William wants to say Andrews. And another, another great college. Another great college. So there's there's a lot of these the, the, the pieces. So the other thing I was going to say is what has been brought into it is is <gasps> oh excuse me is the architecture. Mm-hmm. And just having it as a castle. Yeah. And a dungeon and all that comes from that. Well, we'll have to watch it again tonight. What What other things do you think? Okay. You, you, you did really well. You did really well. Like the hierarchy system and the hereditary system is one of the main things. Good. <laughs> um, um, are you done? Oh, am I supposed to guess? No, no, I was just like, are you done with this, the, the show tonight? <laughs> are there like animals? Well, yeah, there is. It, it wasn't mentioned in this research, but you, you're dang right. There are animals. <laughs> what was mentioned in your research? I know it's getting late for us, so um, we gotta go to the rodeo tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, do you remember what's on the British passport? Dragons. No. Lions. There's a lion. Yeah. What's the other animal? It's a mythical animal. Yeah, I know. That's not so. That's what I thought was dragon lynx. No, lynx isn't real. Lynx. It's a mythical animal, which is actually the animal of Scotland. Yeah, I know. Our daughter has a cuddly toy version. Unicorn. A unicorn. Mm-hmm. So, what is the animal of Gryffindor? Come on, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Well, there are unicorns in Harry Potter. There are? Yeah. But what is the animal of Gryffindor? A lion. It's a lion. Yeah. Is this a trick question? No, it's, it's not a trick. It's, it's a lion. Yeah. And a unicorn as a mythical beast which features in Harry Potter from pretty much day one uh-huh. is a Scottish animal. Uh-huh. So it's... Taken from the UK's crest. Uh, so are you saying like England's Gryffindor? Well, I'm 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 saying that they're, they're taking the two animals from the the UK's crest. Yeah, and, and basically just put it. Into well, the no, Republic. but there was also unicorn with in the first one where Voldemort was in the Forbidden Forest. Well, that, that's, and that, that's what I mean. It's, the unicorn. It's that. So look, I, I know we're getting kind of close to the end here. So I, I do want to just. Um, talk about maybe a couple of other things that that feature in oh, there. Love it. Um, <laughs> so love it for me. <laughs> so inheritance is a lot of peace. So when they're thinking about, isn't um, well, he just has like infinite money from his parents, right? So inheritance is a theme that's similar to the British monarchy, um, but one of the other pieces, duty and service. So Albus Dumbledore, there is a link between him. And Elizabeth, in terms of mm. duty and service and long-standing service, so that's one uh. of the things that they um, they they believe that J.K. Rowling connected or, or Joe connected to Elizabeth and Dumbledore in in mm. some aspects of being like head of 
that um, that piece. Um, but but mostly the the duty aspect mm-hmm. kind of runs through that that they see. Um, the the other cool and this is the last thing. Then we can end with this. So they they talk about ancestry a lot. Mm-hmm. So who who's Tom Riddle? Voldemort. Lord Voldemort or Lord Thomas Riddle? Is oh well, w- would you like me to say his full name? Tom Marvolo Riddle. Right. So it's an anagram of Lord Voldemort. Yeah. Right? So. Um, in the memory of Thomas Riddle Esquire of Bethesborough in County Berwick, who died in Edinburgh on November 1806, aged 72 years. Also of Thomas Riddle Esquire, his son, captain of the 14th Regiment, who died in Trinidad in the West Indies, and my computer's just shut down, in 1742. Berwick mm-hmm. is um, the most northerly British town before you hit the Scottish borders. Mm-hmm. And this is a grave of Thomas Riddle mm. that J.K. Rowling saw. But it was about lineage of the name of Thomas Riddle that had gone through. And Thomas Riddle in the 17th century was known to be as a Scottish wizard. And then his name carried through. That's interesting. So she found his name on a grave. That's really interesting. So there is. A, I, I just thought there was a. When I was thinking about what should we talk the topic, yeah. there's a lot of royal influence. Yeah. In so when we talk about houses, when we talk about prefects, architecture, it all she, comes back. It all to, comes back, and then yeah. duty. Yeah, she actually does come, and and like the, the, you know, she wrote this book in I mean, the early nineties, right? I so. think you can almost say, I mean, oh, like Dumbledore is a combination of Elizabeth and Philip. Almost, I mean, I, I yeah, and Gandalf. Yeah, if you want to bring some Lord of the Rings in now, I, I really like that one. Well, I thought you would, and you didn't know about it. Um, no, I didn't. So I guess. Um, taking us out tonight <laughs> let's see what we've got uh, I have a little number for us that we're taking out so we'll be back next week um, with another great episode yeah. and um, if you're on Twitter or Instagram follow us at Dutch and Baron D-U-C-H and Baron and if you like this give us a like and a comment or just email us at Dutch and Baron at gmail.com We would love to hear your feedback um, and just talk to all of you. Thank you again for listening. Let us know if there's any other Harry Potter influences that you see. Yeah. <laughs>